Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Nobody Told Me. I'm Laura Owens. And I'm Jan Black. Our guest on this episode is the co-author of a great new book called How to Navigate Life, the new science of finding your way in school, career, and beyond. Joining us is Belle Liang, professor of counseling psychology at Boston College. Belle, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. We love the title of the book, How to Navigate Life. <laughs> we could all use we that. Could all use that yes. <laughs> Why did you decide to write it? Uh, you know, How to Navigate Life, I think, really represents this universal desire to figure life out, to be able to have some way that makes sense to make decisions in life, to come to different inflection points in our lives and know which direction to go. So, we really wanted it to be an accessible title that really spoke to people across the board, not just students, not just parents, but also um, professionals, people in the workplace, um, people working at all different stages in their lives. And the subtitle of the book you wrote with Timothy Klein is The New Science of Finding Your Way in School, Career, and Beyond. So tell us more about this new science. So I work in a at Boston College, and my lab is called the Purpose Labs. And in that lab, for twenty some years, I have been doing research on uh, mentoring young people, and particularly mentoring them towards a purpose in their lives. And um, and so the the book comes directly out of the research that I've been doing up to date. And also draws on research from, uh, you know, across the country uh, beyond my lab. What's wrong with just doing everything when we're young to try to get into college and work really hard to get these great grades, be involved in every extracurricular and just figuring, you know what, I'll be undeclared, I'll figure it out down the line, I'll find my passion then. Mm. It really is not the success itself or the achievement itself that hurts us, it's the pursuit of it as our singular goal, um, the stress of just gunning it, trying to jump through hoop after hoop, trying to, you know, just, just a do, 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 and meet all the expectations of people around us and live up to these extrinsic measures of success. Things like um, defining the success as wealth, power, prestige, when our life is all about just pursuing these extrinsic measures of success, it's exhausting, it's confusing. We often feel like we're not living our own life. And I know you encourage students in college to discover their purpose as opposed to necessarily pursuing their passion. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that is correct. And that may seem, um, you know, counterintuitive. A lot of times we think of passion as being purpose, but passion is just one part of the equation of purpose. So, you know, what our research shows and other research beyond our lab shows is that passion is oftentimes the singular pursuit of happiness and sort of on the opposite end of the continuum of performance mindset. It's about just trying to do only what makes me happy, what only what what raises positive emotion, trying as much as possible to minimize or or uh, not have any negative emotion at all. And the reason why that is a problem is that it can keep us from pursuing some of the most important things in life that we know can be difficult, can be hard, can can evoke um, sometimes sadness or 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 even some stress. And, um, and that is, you know, not what purpose is about. Purpose is not just trying to get for me, whether it's success or whether it's happiness. It's about looking outside beyond yourself. And ironically, it's a relief to be able to do that. The research in our lab has shown for some time that when, when young people are just so stressed and worried about trying to m- measure up, to those around them, whether it's, uh, you know, be as successful or as happy as the people they see um, on the perfectly curated Instagram profiles, that it's enormously um, disappointing and can cause one to go from happy to not happy within, you know, a swipe of a finger. Purpose is different. It's, It's not being, you know, concerned about being happy or successful at all times. It's looking outside yourself to um, see what how you might contribute to the world around you, and um, and at the same time, it is doing that in a way that's personally meaningful to you. And purpose changes over the course of our life, right? Because let's say somebody you love gets diagnosed with cancer, some form of cancer, and you become an advocate for that, or mm. somebody that you know has had their life touched in a special way by an animal, and you become a, an advocate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. And I think that there's a, a misconception um, that that purpose is like a singular thing that it's kind of like, you know, finding the love of your life and you have to find it and then you'll be all set. And but, you know, you know, God forbid you you don't find it. Um, purpose is not like that. It's more of an approach to life. We think of it as like a compass that can guide you in certain directions and allow you to be nimble when your life is changing and evolving and the world around us is evolving. So, you know, there are ways in which I'm living my purpose now that are different than um, I was doing so 20 years ago, but there is a through line across all the things that I've done in my life that really are the purpose, but the purpose isn't a job like being a professor, or it wasn't a job like being a graduate student. Um, but, uh, you know, through those different um, experiences that I've had, there's been a through line of living my purpose. Bell, I know you and your co-author, Timothy Klein, urge people to commit to a purpose mindset. So what is involved in that? How can we do that? What are the steps involved? Purpose mindset is about asking yourself the bigger questions and asking those around you. Um, So if you're a parent helping a student to cultivate purpose in life, it's about taking a step back from the do, do, do mode and asking yourself questions like, how do you want to be remembered? 
In other words, what are the character strengths that you delight in? What um, are the ways that you care to grow? In other words, you know, what are the skills that you're motivated to master? Uh, what do you stand for? In other words, what are your core values and how do you want to make an impact? In other words, how do you want to make a contribution in the world around you? And finally, a fifth question is, what are you called to? And it's kind of the question that pulls all the other four together. What are the ways that you can be living out and answering um, and continuing to reflect on those four other questions? So in our book, we provide uh, a shared language, um, how-tos in terms of how do you actually begin to reflect on those questions? What are some activities? What are some thought exercises? What are some conversation starters? Because we recognize that if we're talking about parents helping students to reflect on these questions, that these aren't, you know, the everyday questions that, that um, you know, our students are used to getting. And, you know, if you think you can just like kind of sit down on the couch next to a young person and start asking them what, um, you know, how they want to be remembered, uh, you know, you can just be sure you're going to get the big eye roll. So really, you know, our book is about how do you cultivate conversations where you're raising big questions in life, um, but in a very natural way. And how would you do it with yourself? How would you begin to reflect on these bigger questions that would lead to um, putting in place what we think of as a purpose compass? These are questions that sort of form the, um, the bearings of a compass that provide then direction as you make important decisions in life. What should we say to kids if they come to us and say, you know what? I really enjoyed playing soccer and I'm really good at it, but I'm completely burned out. And we know in our heart, it's a good thing for them to continue doing that. It'll be good for scholarships, for, for their, for their career, potentially, if they're that good, what do we say? Do we let them quit? I think that that question really depends on whether that young person is actually pursuing that sport because it really is their their purpose and it, it, it is something that's personally meaningful and ways that they want to be um, living out their purpose or if it's purely because we're concerned about their doing whatever it is needed to get into college, which, you know, I will admit that is very much what we do with our students. And, you know, I'm a parent as well of, of two um, young people, one that just graduated from college and, and one that is going into his senior year. And, you know, I know, you know, very much the, the common mindset of a parent is we want them to find the thing that they're good at, whether it's soccer or some instrument Um, and we want them to like double down on that thing, Never mind whether it's their passion or purpose. That's beside the point. If they, if they like it, great. But, um, the bigger important thing is that they do the thing that will get them into college or they do the thing that will get them into scholarships. And, you know, that, you know, unfortunately that mentality oftentimes has them in this performance mindset where much of what our students are doing, is trying to, um, you know, to measure up to the people around them so they, they can get to the top of the mountain first. And it's what causes a lot of burnout. I mean, we know this from our, you know, our own experiences as, as um, older adults that when we're doing work that just doesn't ring true to our own intrinsic interests, 
then there's a gap between our expectations and reality. We might be expecting that we're going to feel like we've arrived, that we're going to feel like we are fulfilled, but that moment never comes because there's the gap between what it is that we are intrinsically interested in and what our intrinsic pressures are pulling us towards. And so we get burned out. That's the definition of burnout is this gap between expectations and reality. So I would ask a student who is really good at soccer and been playing soccer for a long time and has some intrinsic interest in it. I would be, what, what are you interested in about soccer? What is it that you're loving about soccer? Well, um, you know, mom, I think it's, you know, just, I really like the team aspect of it. I really want to be able to like, you know, spend time with my friends and so on, but the, the degree of intensity of these practices on a special travel team is burning me out. Like I'm not able to do anything else I want to do. My, my actual academic work is suffering. I can't spend time with my friends and I'm just the joy of the sport is going out of me. Okay. Well, tell me more about like, it, it, are you still wanting to play soccer and is there a way us to be creating where you can be doing that while not sacrificing the things that you're really passionate about. So I think it's not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There are oftentimes things that our kids are doing that are burning them out, but they, but they do um, love other aspects of it. And it's right-sizing those priorities so that they can begin to really be led by some of the intrinsic motivations that they have. What does your research show about the importance of mentors and role models in navigating life, not only when you're in college, but throughout life? Mentors are so important throughout life. You know, it really is, um, you know, life is such a, a relational um community-oriented team sport. You know, rarely does anyone ever achieve an ambition in life without their community, without a community behind them. And so I think that at all stages of life, either there are people that have gone ahead of us who have experienced um, something about the life that we're into, who can like sort of call back to us, like, okay, this is what I'm seeing up ahead. This is what I saw up ahead. This is how I moved through that, you know, difficult um, part of the trail. And, uh, you know, here's how I navigated, you know, tell me what you're seeing. So I think that, you know, ha- coming alongside our young people, the same way that we need people to come alongside us later in life to, you know, observe, mostly listen versus tell um, is just such an important part part of growth and development, having people to, that are um, asking us important questions, not to um, think about how they're going to respond, but they're asking questions in a way that they're really interested in listening and hearing us and reflecting back to what us, what they're seeing, what they're observing in us. With so many of us working from home now, it's really nice that we have the option to create our own workspace and put our things around, our favorite pictures, our favorite chair, things that make us happy Mm. around us. How would you suggest if somebody's going just in a room, it's just white walls, how can they design a workplace that is going to promote purpose and belonging for them and help them succeed? I love that um, question because we recently wrote a little article um, for for Homes Gardens about designing spaces that are, uh, you know, self-care oriented that really speak to what your your needs are. And um, we see it this way, that, uh, you know, purpose is a very transitable uh, kind of concept, and it certainly applies to 
our physical spaces, how we create our physical spaces. Um, we think of it this way, that you can design space according to the energy that you're needing. Um, so if you are, say, you're, an ex- you're, having, um, you're in a stretch of your life where you're feeling very uh, low energy or bored and you need an uplift, then design a space that is, uh, you know, maybe a little more stimulating. And maybe it, it draws on colors and, um, you know, objects that remind you of things that are fun and exciting, uh, you know, that really speak to the the energy that you're needing um, that is related to your purpose. On the other hand, maybe you are, you know, in a stretch of life where you're you're exhausted, you are overstimulated, you're needing a restful, um, you know, kind of, of place. So then, you know, you want to tone down your, your workspace so that it reflects the energy that you're needing to offset, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're up against. So I think that, you know, bringing in um, elements of purpose into your space has a lot to do with the emotional energy that you are um, needing more of and less of and designing your space accordingly. Well, our show is called Nobody Told Me. So I'm wondering, what is your nobody told me lesson about navigating life that maybe you had to learn the hard way or um, maybe it came easy to you? I don't know. What what would you like to pass on to people? Well, as an Asian American who grew up in an immigrant family, um, I think that nobody told me that there are really some downsides to putting yourself last or not in the equation at all. I thought that, you know, it was a virtue to do what was expected of me and to really model my life after, you know, what everyone else thought looked like success. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of virtue in, you know, a collectivist approach that is about, sacrifices um, that need to be made to care for the people in your family or your community. And at the same time, I think that there are some really devastating losses involved in that that are not entirely necessary. I learned from my own journey that, you know, it was, it, it's very important to recognize that you need to be doing things that are personally meaningful, not just meaningful to others, but personally meaningful along with contributing to the world beyond yourself. Belle, how can people connect with you on social media and the internet and find out more about your work? Thanks for asking. So people can get on uh, uh, on our website by going to howtonavigate.com. And they can also find us on LinkedIn um, and on Instagram, how to navigate. Um, and for me personally, they can find me at Dr. Bell Liang on Instagram. Well, Bell, we thank you so much. This has really been a, a lot of fun and thought provoking as well. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Again, our thanks to Bell Liang, who is the co-author with Timothy Klein of the new book, How to Navigate Life, the new science of finding your way in school, career and beyond. I'm Jan Black. And I'm Laura Owens. You're listening to Nobody Told Me. Thank you so much for joining us. Six 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.